long. The touchdown got wiped out. He's going to go down again. Jeffrey Simmons in the backfield in a flash. Just being better. I mean, just watch him swim right in, right around Jordan Sims, the center, who had a tough two-play sequence. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of Prospect Profile. Uh, my name is Lawrence, and got uh, we got an interesting uh, couple guys this week we're going to cover on Prospect Profile, and I think the first man that we're going to be covering is one of the more well-talked-about and debated guys of this class, and they're not all for on-the-field reasons. And a lot, and it's there's a lot of going on with this guy, and that would be Miss State's defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. He's uh, about six three, three oh one, roughly, the, give or take on the on those on that measurement, the, the the weight especially. But yeah, so Jeffrey Simmons has been a an interesting guy to analyze uh, over the the last several months. So. I mean, I guess you know we should probably just get the elephant in the room out of the way first here. The 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 negative that the big red flag that a lot of people are worried about. A lot of people are pretty uh pretty wary about with this guy is the the big high school incident that he had, and in this incident, uh, roughly what happened was if you haven't seen the video there was a an altercation of sorts between Jeffrey Simmons' sister and this woman that's named Sophia Taylor I'm sorry Taylor Sophia Taylor and I guess there's been there was like history between the two and like the families haven't really gotten along in the past so there was something going on there and Jeffrey w- was present when his sister was in this altercation and he tried to separate the two initially, but then uh, I, I guess something, I, I don't know, I guess Sophia Taylor must have said something that just absolutely set Simmons off, and I guess he felt that Sophia Taylor was going to hurt, really hurt his sister, so he then struck Sophia Taylor, but then it wasn't just the, like a single strike to get her out of the way. He continued to go and and batter her while she was on the ground, and until like until he felt like it was it was over and got got her out of the way. I guess it it was quite a um a, a hard to watch video. As all these things tend to be when when these types types of things come out uh, into the open like this, it's um it's incredibly unfortunate. This is just stuff you you hate to see. Like, listen, I mean, I get it. I get you want to defend your family. I I I know I get that sometimes emotions run wild and you want to protect people close to you but you need to there's a point where you just 
you need to defend them, but then you need to just stop. And he doesn't stop here. Jeffrey Simmons does not stop after one, you know, he could have, he could have gotten her out of the way. He's a big guy. This is a gigantic man. And this is like a, like a, a smaller woman. He could have maybe grabbed her and like thrown her out of the way or something. There was absolutely zero need for him to repeatedly pound this girl into the, into the ground, you know, and just keep going. And that's, that's not right. That's not right. What happened. And yeah, it, he, it was just, it was bad. It was, it, it's not good. Yeah. He didn't get criminally charged. It was missed more of just the, they got no contest misdemeanor deal fines involved, but, uh, and I guess, you know, he said at one point that he wished people would forget about this. That's not how this works. And I, um, I just, I, I'm not trying to act like I'm some holier than thou person. I'm not trying to act like, you know, we all haven't made mistakes and really bad errors in judgment, horrible errors in judgment, especially in this case. But you can't expect people to just forget about an incident where you just batter somebody that many times when it and when it's not even called for and in, 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 at all. I mean, it, there's there's no reason for him to go and, and hit this woman more than once and he shouldn't have even done it once he should have gotten her out of the way he's big guy he could have easily got his arms around her like throwing her not even throwing her i don't want to say throw because that's like kind of an implies more of a violent motion but just at least restrain her from his sister or restrain you know one of them and, and get them out of the way and just try to calm tensions down but that's not how he went about the that and uh you know, you just—it's just a very, um, it's very unsettling to think that's what he went to. You know, in the moment, it is. It, and I, like I said, I understand emotions run high when you're you're protecting a family member. You don't want to see them hurt, and you don't like to hear anything bad said about your family or, you know, whatnot. At the same time, you need to learn how to keep your cool. At that point, you need to just, you know, end the situation and get out of there. And he didn't. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Jeffrey Simmons did not do this. And I know. I get it. He was in high school. He was younger. But you just cannot. You can't undo that. You can't undo that. At the same time, I am I'm much about second chances. I I am I'm a believer in people being able to improve upon themselves, set set things right, and you know become a better person after things like this. I hope that Jeffrey Simmons learned from this. 
I hope he doesn't expect people to forget about this as well. I hope he uses this and learns from this and learns not to overreact in a situation like that. And and that goes on the football field as well in keeping your emotions in check. And, you know, I'm sure scouts are going to have questions for him like that when he goes to private workouts because the big news uh, a couple days ago comes out that Jeffrey Simmons was not invited to the combine for this this incident. And it's like, whew, boy, man, uh, he's, he's still paying the, he's still paying his penance for this. I mean, at the same time, I feel it's an empty gesture from the NFL because the guy is still going to play in the league. It's like, I mean, how much are you going to really punish him by doing this? Teams are still going to draft him in the first round. He's still going to be a first round pick. Let's just, you know, let's not pretend he isn't going to be because of his talent. I just it I just this this situation just it does very much um concern me. But at the same time, like I said, I, I really do think guys should be able to I don't want to say move on because you know you live with stuff like this. You did that and you live with it. But at the same time, I think the guy deserves to prove he can, what he can do in the future and how he can make this right. Try to make it right, you know, and, and, and just, you know, use that incident and teach other people when he's in this position of power that he's going to be in, in the NFL and use it for good, donate his money regularly to, Domestic violence, uh, you know, charities, or, or, or you know, I, something like that. Do something. Show that you're that you are sorry about this. Show that you're never going to do this type of thing again. So that's my big rant on the the Jeffrey Simmons situation. And this was nothing to do with him as a player at all, this portion. It, this is just a thing I really want. I just wanted to get this big thing out of the way because that was my number one thing under my – I always have – like I tell all of you, I have my concerns you know, with every prospect, whether you know just playing-wise and stuff like this. And this is just obviously huge. This is a huge thing that is, is going to surround Simmons for the rest of his life. I mean, never mind just his playing career. And – Obviously, yes. I I do feel I I feel like the situation could have been worse. Like it could have been a situation where he lashed out on somebody just to lash out on somebody, like a lot of domestic violence situations that happen. And this wasn't really domestic violence per se, you know, because it's not in the house. It's not. It's not. You know, you're not in a relationship there, and it's not that. This is more of kind of an assault, like a and. Where he was, I, he had intentions of helping his sister, and I understand that. I do get that. So it maybe it doesn't seem as bad as, as those other types of th- things that happen, but 
the the lack of restraint here was just was just not not good for him and, and obviously for Sophia Taylor as well. No matter if she instigated what was going on with his sister or not, it's just it, there was just no excuse for what happened. But I'm going to move on now to what Jeffrey Simmons does on the football field, and that is really, really the good stuff you see about Jeffrey Simmons is you know what he does on the football field. And I just what I see with Jeff Simmons is that I I think at the line of scrimmage he is so violent with his hands and arms he is constantly swiping and ripping at offensive linemen and he creates space constantly to make plays those are he uses those arms he gets off of off a block very quickly creates that space and he, then he has an open open run at the quarterback. I just I really love the um the power that he shows in, in his in his arms and just the creative ways he's able to to plan out his attack. Like he has a great swim move and just it just he just beats guys constantly with it. Over and over, it's just just completely throwing these guys aside and getting that space to get to the quarterback. Just love what he is able to do, and he's able to do it sometimes in the run game as well. But there there are a couple things that that worries me a little bit when he does go out to tackle a little bit. But I'm gonna get to that. Um, and and right now, currently in Miss State, I feel like he's drawing a lot of double teams i watch him on film because of it just how dominant he's been and that that's been opening it up for their other guys in their defense such as montez sweat who's probably going to be a, either a late first or second round pick the pass rusher for miss state but he's been opening it up for guys i don't think he's gonna get double teamed in the pros which i think is actually gonna help his production in in the nfl i think he might actually be more of a productive NFL player than a college player just because how teams will be will maybe scheme against him differently and he might actually have some open more open gaps to work with one-on-one one-on-one matchups which is which is really good for him because he excels when matched up one-on-one with a guy in a pass for a situation just has so many ways he can beat a guy and the crazy thing about Simmons is that for his size, he just has really freaky pursuit and speed trying to run run down you know, quarterbacks or running backs. And I just I really, really like that about him. And to go along with that, he doesn't take plays off. He's got a great motor, as they say. Um, he's honestly trying to get in on tackles. He's getting penetration all the, like a ton. Just but like I said, using those arms, uh, just throwing guys and just really, really doing a good job with that. And also, he times the snap so well. He has great burst off the snap. He's so quick that first step, it's just lethal. And I think that's why he catches a lot of guys, a lot of offensive linemen off guard. Just, um, he gets so he gets there so quick and then, and then just they're not ready for his arm, his arm usage and 
they are just left in the dust, and he's over there after the quarterback, causing causing chaos. So Jeffrey Simmons, man, he he has a he always has a really good pass rush plan, just especially with his his hands and arms, and he's just quick. He gets it. He has that first step, and then he has the even the pursuit speed. And I he's and he's always like I said, he's always playing. He's he's never really taking plays off, and I, I really really like that about him. He, I think he's going to be a really really good pass rushing specialist kind of defensive tackle in the NFL. I really think that's going to be his like bread and butter is getting to the quarterback and and causing that interior pressure just keeping interior offensive linemen on their toes a a lot and uh he's gonna he's gonna really cause some problems in the passing game um the things that i do feel he's a little iffy on uh his lateral mobility is okay it's not bad but it's not I wouldn't say it's elite, and I th- that to me leads when I see him on film. It leads to sometimes he's not able to go and finish tackles when if a guy like if a, like a running back makes a cut, he sometimes he's he's trying to get over there, but he won't be able to get all the way over to make the tackle, and he it just and sometimes his tackling form can, is a little inconsistent. Uh, his finish, he sometimes doesn't finish as well as you'd like. I think because of the lateral mobility, and so sometimes I think it's just it could just be tackling form as well. But that sometimes it's just he's not able to hundred percent get out there. He can separate from the blocker, but sometimes getting to the ball carrier can be uh, his straight. Like I like really like his like I said before, I like his pursuit straight line speed when chasing a guy, but like. Sometimes that side to side it kind of gets him a little bit, and he's not the type of guy like a Quinnen Williams, for example. Like Quinnen Williams, just he bulldozes double teams. He's able to take double teams, and he's even able to push double teams, and and just cause so many problems in, in the run game because of that. I, for one, don't see that with Jeffrey Simmons. He he gets double teamed and, and he was getting double teamed in college, but he wouldn't do a whole lot when he'd get double teamed, which isn't bad. I mean, it's not like not everybody's going to do that, but that's just not his game. He's not going to power through guys like that or double teaming him like that. He's a different type of defensive tackle than, than Quinton Williams is. He's more of a, he's definitely more of a pass rushing defensive tackle than Quinton Williams. Quentin Williams can do pretty much a little bit of everything, though. Williams is like just all around, like why he might go number one. That's why he's inside good, and he could do just a little bit of everything. But I, I think Jeffrey Simmons is definitely more of a pass rushing specialist, and he's not going to really cause as many problems in the run game. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's a bad run defender because I he has made some nice plays in the run game. I went on film, but it's not. Like a, a a thing is that happens as often as maybe you'd like to see it, but he can do it. It's just not his specialty. I would I wouldn't say. But um, 
Yeah, I mean that's my pretty much my evaluation on Jeff Simmons. I I really like him a lot. I I think he's definitely a first rounder. Like everybody's saying, he's he's one hundred percent. He's gonna get he's gonna get pass rush for you on the interior, and so many teams want that interior pressure. It, it just causes so many problems for quarterbacks. I mean, so I mean, obviously, edge pressure is 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 important, but interior pressure is sometimes very, very underrated, and it can really win teams' games. And I think a lot of it sometimes uh, the importance of it is lost on some people. And I really feel like Jeff Simmons can really bring that to a team in the draft if you're confident about bringing him in. And. You know, that's the whole thing. I already did my spiel on that. I'm not going to go further into it again. You know, it's just too It's It's been, what's been said has been said. And we know what's what's going on there. Who I think might take a chance on this guy, if he does happen to slip because of this the, the incident, well, quite frankly, uh, it would be the team I'm a fan of, the Cleveland Browns. General Manager John Dorsey... He likes. He does not mind taking chances on guys like this. I mean, see Tyreek Hill in, in the fifth round when he was in Kansas City. See Antonio Callaway, the Browns this year, who had all those, all all, all these different problems in college, had to get suspended a year in college, you know, and he had no problem taking a chance on him. And I mean, we all know Tyreek Hill and what happened there, and I. You know, it's uh, that's even more. I think just way even more uh, appalling than than what Simmons did, and he still took a chance on him. So if he's uh, gung ho enough to do that, I can hundred percent see him getting Simmons in the first round at at pick seventeen. I you know would I be crazy about it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm mi- I'd be mixed on it. The football an analyst in me says, "Oh hell yes." The Lawrence, the person is like, uh, I don't know, and I don't know. I guess I would learn to live with it, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm just very very uh, off put by that, and just. Guys that are involved with that. I mean, I wasn't crazy about Callaway either, and everything that happened there. But you know, like I said, you know what? Maybe he'll take a second chance and do something good with it. And if he does that, then I'm all for it. But anyway, moving on to our next uh, next person on the uh, the cat the podcast today that we're going to be covering, and. We're back in the, in the trenches the other way, and this would be Yadni Kajust, offensive tackle from West Virginia. Yadni Kajust is a pretty big guy. He's 6'5", 315. He's got that, that height. He's very, you know, good big guy, tall dude. Got that length. And I, I liked Kajust from what I saw on film. Uh, I really think he's a solid solid player already got some ability i think to really start day one in the nfl he's not perfect he's not 
100% like perfect, ready to go, I would say. But I like it. I like what I see. My big thing, I, I one of the big things I saw with Kajust is he has a very high IQ out there. He does not panic when having to switch his blocking assignments quickly. Uh, he he goes from one guy to the next. He's it, when the when the uh, the brush is coming, he he's able to take one guy, use his arms to keep him at bay, and then jump like use his feet to get and jump to the other guy. He's he's got a good awareness out there. He's he sees the the play developing, and he's able to go to his assignments and protect his quarterback. And I was very impressed with that. In his general, his footwork, like I said, oh wow, he he's got great footwork. I like his. He's able to do slide protection really well. He slides out well. He takes on linemen. He, he's able to keep up with them, and he doesn't have like a bad uh, a bad stance when he's sliding. And he's a. Uh, I know he, he just keeps he keeps himself grounded pretty well, and I uh, I was pretty impressed about. How is he able to, to his how nimble he is on his feet and keeping up with the uh, edge rushers? Oh, and he has, and I think the one of the biggest combos that NFL scouts look for in in, a, in an offensive tackle. He's got long arms and he's got strong hands. You pair those two together, NFL scouts are are going to be all over it. And he's got both. He's got those long arms. He's able to. He's able to just keep guys at bay very well. And even if he does get initially beat, he can use his arms to extend out and, and keep himself in a play, keep the keep himself alive in a in a blocking situation. If he does initially get beat and can can recover well because of those arms. And I feel his uh, hands are, like I said, his hands, he's got powerful, he's got a powerful push with his hands and yeah, that, that powerful punch and just really gets up into guys' pads, really gets up into guys' pads, especially in the run game. Oh my goodness. He is running people over in the in the run game constantly. He's a great second level blocker. He's just trucking guys constantly he's like he's another guy like like Risner like I covered before and Lindstrom right along with those guys just loves mauling getting in that dirty in the run game just blowing guys up in their pads and using those strong hands and paving the way and really getting good push on guys and so he's got a little bit of everything I think I Think he's maybe even a little better of a run blocker than than a pass blocker, but I, I really feel like he does both very well. I, I really like his. I, I really haven't seen a lot. I mean, obviously, Big Twelve defenses aren't haven't tested him. I guess that's a, a concern. I actually didn't put that down, but that's actually a pretty decent concern to have. He didn't really get tested a whole lot because, like I said, played a lot of Big Twelve defenses, and Big Twelve defenses, as we know. Have, haven't been too great uh, uh, all around, and you know he wasn't facing the best talent out there on the defensive line. I I will say, but 
mean, you got to go by what you see. And I mean, what you see is just a really powerful guy, powerful in his upper body, and it's just real. And and pairs that with his length and and pretty good feet as well. And I have really just uh, came away pretty pretty impressed from a guy that I really didn't get to see a whole lot of during the year. So I I think Kajus could definitely be a late first, early second pick. Uh, for uh, 100% with, with his uh, ability. I mean, I could see him going that down there, you know, if Houston's in that spot in the late 20s or so. I could see him going there. I mean, they need offensive line help bad for Deshaun Watson. And I, I think he'd be a pretty good fit there. Um, The thing with him, a couple t- things that, that I've noticed... So I went along. I went and talked about how his upper body strength is really good. So yeah, he is very. He's top heavy. He's very top heavy. He's got a weird build. He's his legs are look kind of small compared to his upper body, and you almost kind of worry like, is he not? Is he not going to have enough drive in those legs uh, when it comes to the next level? And I don't know. I was like just kind of taken off guard by it. By that, and obviously you didn't really get to see that a whole lot against you know some of the the smaller defenses in the Big Twelve. But the NFL, it's going to be interesting to see if how well he can hold up if he just if he has more of the upper body than the, than the lower body strength. And you kind of want both in the NFL, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for him. And also, at times, his technique is a little. Un, unrefined, I guess you would say, and balance. He sometimes gets his his knees over his toes a little too much sometimes, and he's like, kind of sometimes he'll fall forward a little too much, and he'll kind of get thrown off of his uh off of his game a little bit, and won't have the leverage that you that you want because his balance is off. So he needs to definitely work on on keeping himself more upright, you know, a little bit, you know, and I mean, don't let his pad level, like, you know, go too high, but like, you don't want to also fall like completely forward and, and, you know, kind of fall over forward and, and, and get on your tippy toes a bit. And that's when you're going to be in trouble and you're going to, you're going to lose some battles there in, in the blocking game. (laughs) So, Definitely needs to clean up a couple of things in that regard, and like just technique and and just keeping himself balanced. And it's weird because I say that because I mean he has good footwork, but at the same time, like his balance is is just not always a hundred percent where where you want it to be. So yeah, that's my my analysis on on Yadni Kajust. I I like him though. I I really liked what I saw. I I saw a very Rock solid NFL offensive lineman that that I think can start for for several years and and be reliable uh reliable option. I think he'd be a pretty darn good option in a run heavy attack, and I, I I'd love to see it. You know him land with a team that's really gonna force the issue, run the ball. 
but um, I, I don't know. I it, we'll see. We're, we're going to see what, how that plays out. You know, and uh, I, I know. I think that would be a good fit for him. But I also think he could land in other places and do well for himself, even if it's not like a more of a run heavy type of scheme. But uh, yeah, Yadni Kajust, uh West Virginia offensive tackle. I, I like I said, like him. Think he's going to go late first, early second. It's my about my prediction on him. But yeah, that's going to do it for episode seventeen today. I hope I didn't get too preachy uh, with my the the Simmons talk. It's just something I I wanted to address. You know, with him, and I—I I mean, I think it's important. You have to talk about that with him. You know, it, it's just a thing that you can't just—you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it, and it, it has to be addressed. It has to be talked about when you're evaluating this guy, because you know, it, it really does go along with you know his football career and his long-term career. It's like, will he? Will something like that happen again? Will he? Will he end up losing his cool again and going off the rails and do something like that again? And you worry about that, of course, you know. And you know, well, it just depends on what teams are more apt to take that chance than others. And do they they go on the talent rather than than that? And someone will, and it's going to happen. And we'll see how that ends up playing out. But yeah, I hope I I hope I didn't come off too preachy about it. But like I said, I just wanted to make my point about that and that whole situation. You don't have to agree with me a hundred percent, but just just my my thoughts on it. Anyway, you can follow the show uh, in a number of different places. We are on iTunes and just search up Prospect Profile on iTunes. We also have the link to our feed, iTunes feed in our Twitter, on our Twitter page, which is at Prospect Prof. You can also find us on Stitcher by uh, looking up Prospect Profile there. And you can go to prospectprofile.podbean.com to listen to us on, on our Podbean platform. We also have a Facebook page by searching a Prospect Profile, or you can go to our Instagram, at Prospect Profile. And yeah, I think that's all the, the social medias um, and, and uh, platforms we're on. But yeah, uh, we're kind of back to the regular formula again. The, doing the, the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl games were, were pretty fun, but I also kind of like to get back to the streamlined approach a little bit and... Uh, just kind of cover a couple guys and really get in depth on a couple guys. And I really, I, I like getting back to the trenches again. It's definitely one of my favorite parts of the game is looking at the, that part of the game and in the trenches like this. And I, I really think that this was just an interesting, we had to get to the Simmons thing at some point and I'm glad we were able to discuss that today and, you know, just make it have a good spirited talk about it. So, thank you all for listening again. Uh, we're not sure yet who's going to be on next uh, on next week's show and talked about for next week's show, but gonna we're gonna do some more scouting and research and uh, hopefully come with, up with a couple more guys that are really interesting to look at. So, 
Thank you all for listening again. Take care and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl this Sunday.